This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Do I always have to say the dots? Hey, I don't Fiona. think you do. People, I do. People probably <laughs> know when you say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I wanted to ask you today. Uh-huh. I, a lot of people have heard about sweat lodges, but they don't know what they are. And you have done so much with sweat lodges. So I was wondering if you would like to talk today about what is a sweat lodge and you know how it's benefited you. Oh. Wow. Okay. Um, Maybe a bit of a history on how you discovered the sweat lodge, too, because now you've got some really cool stories about that as well. All right. So it was my first sweat lodge was on the day, was the the 100th anniversary of the massacre at Wounded Knee in South Dakota, 100 years. Hundred years ago, and so they were doing a sweat lodge, and I was I was having oh golly, how do you put it? I was being guided to medicine wheels, circles, circles, more circles, and then I heard that there was going to be a sweat lodge, and I signed up for the sweat lodge to do the sweat lodge and then I came on my moon time my my period and that was one thing that in the native american native north american tradition was that women are far too powerful uh on their moon time so they didn't uh go into sweat lodges so I had to cancel that one and then the next time it came to me was the 100th anniversary of the massacre at Wounded Knee. So there I go. I'm sitting on a hillside looking at... It's a... The sweat lodge is built... Well, it takes a whole ceremony to prepare. You have to find Red Willow. You have to mark them and make offerings to the red, red willow that are going to be cut for the sweat lodge. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it's it's a very um, powerful ceremony, and every aspect of it is is um, appreciated and uh, and and looked after. So eventually, it is built as a mound. All these red willow barks built in a mound with a little hole that you can crawl into so it can seat people sitting around a hole in the center where lava rocks are cooked. And then on the outside, there's a fire pit outside the sweat lodge where all the lava rocks are cooked until they're bright red. Then we go into the lodge and the firekeeper who's been taking care of and praying over the rocks, one at a time brings these hot mold, and it looks like coming from a a volcano, these hot lava rocks are brought into the and put into the center. And the 
the lodge is covered by blankets, so it's very dark in there, and there's a blanket that covers the door, the doorway that you crawl in and out of. So I'm sitting, I'm watching all this being put together and the sweat lodge being covered and the rocks being cooked, and I'm sitting there thinking, why am I here? I don't understand why I'm here. I may not. Here's an awful lot of people I don't know here. What am I doing here? For some reason, I'm in there. I crawl in there, and you're sitting on the earth. And the person who pours water on the hot rocks starts praying and pouring the water on the hot rocks. So all this steam is building up, and for the first time in my life, I felt home and I could pray. Now, having been brought up in the Catholic Church and all of that, you know, I've been taught how to pray, but I, I never knew what prayer was for me until I sat in this sweat lodge and realized there was no nothing between me and they call it wakantanka the sacred the sacred sacredness and that's i guess i began to understand how I was part of everything. I was part of everything, and everything existed within me and outside me, and um, and in a sweat lodge, each person takes its their time praying, and you go in a circle, one after the other, and you pray, and water is poured on your prayer, and the Prayer is taken by steam up to the sacred, the sacredness. But we're also connected to the sacredness. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. And I knew that I had found, I, I had found, I found myself. I found me. I found me through these ways, through the the the. Uh, medicine wheel which i was guided to in a in a dream one night creating one oh, it's just amazing what what took me there and i'm so grateful because um i learned in the sweat lodge mostly prayers that all of us have are for what we call we chosen it not walkie, which is the Lakota for health and help, and the health, the good health, the health, the strength that you need for your health, and the help that you need goes to others before they come to to you. So it it feels I've done this with gang kids in prison, sitting in a in a in a sweat lodge with Red Crow, my husband, and all these gang kids who, when they begin to pray, they've never been in a lodge before, and they start praying 
for those people they've hurt, for the families of the people that they've hurt. It's just, it's so natural when it comes out. It's not what you're told to do, but that's what naturally comes out. And then comes another round where you pray for uh, what help you might need and what the world might need. And uh, then there's a round for the thank yous, what you're thankful for in your life, uh, what you give gratitude for, and then the lodge is over. And you sing the thank you song and the, the lodge is over and you come out and you're so clean. You have sweated all the fears and the anxieties and the hatred and the anger that you've had in your life and it's just dripping off you and you come out into the the cold air or the hot air wherever it is that you are but you're soaked in sweat and that sweat is beautiful because it's 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 been sweated out of you i can't i don't know how to maybe describe it evermore but it's a profound profound feeling now there are also those who have heart issues that can't do heat, um, but there's always something that they can do around the fire. They can offer tobacco to the fire when a sweat lodge is going on, so that they're. I I would always when I did sweat lodges and poured water, I those that were sitting outside the lodge for whatever reason, I'd bring them to the door of the lodge and have them say their prayers. I'd have them, I'd offer them to hold the pipe uh, so that they could pray like the rest of us do inside the lodge. So nobody's ever excluded from the lodge. Yet, let me be very clear that there's a lot of people that think when women are on their moon time, that they have been told that they are dirty, they can't go in. It's not that at all. When a woman is on her moon time, that time of the month, the veil between her and everything else is at its very thinnest, and she is very sacred at that time. And so if she then goes into the sweat lodge, she will take all the power away from anybody else in the lodge, and everything will go to her. So in the traditional way, they set up what they call a moon lodge, which is like a teepee or um, a space for women to go to during a sweat lodge that is separate from the sweat lodge to do their own prayers, to uh, make their own ties. There's a beautiful element where there's where they, the, the women who are sitting in this moon lodge away from the sweat lodge take a little piece of the hair of the person next to them and make a, a prayer tie out of, out of this that gets burned in another place. It's very powerful. And when women are in that moon lodge doing their prayers at the same time as a sweat lodge is going on, the, it, each each one empowers the other, makes the other more powerful. So we have a little cabin here that's called the Moon Lodge. So if anybody who came to our sweats was on their moon time, they would go to the 
the cabin there, the moon lodge, and do their their prayers and their ceremony there while we were in the sweat lodge doing. And then we would gather together and have a, a, a wopila, a potluck after, in community together. It was beautiful. I think that it is a very, I've done a few sweat lodges. I mean, I've participated in a few sweat lodges. We had one on our property in New York um, that the Micmac elder, our grandfather Albert, used to run. And it, it is a very empowering and powerful um, experience. It is, like, as you said at some stage, rather, it's like sitting in the belly of the, or the womb of the earth. Yes. And it, does bring up everything for you stuff comes up and insecurities come up and at the same time strength comes up and I, I think that it, it's a very empowering tradition and I, I do think that sometimes it's been uh, confused by people a little bit as well yes um, first of all let me touch on what you said, the womb of Mother Earth, because it's very much like that. And it was for the gang kids in prison, because when they crawl out of the sweat lodge, they're being rebirthed. So that their lives can totally turn around. And so it's very, it's a wonderful thing in prisons where they allow the sweat lodge to, to be done, to be offered. Um, now, There have been sweat lodges that have been done by people who, I'm thinking of this one in Arizona where people died in it. Um, Arizona, there were people died in it. And the, the man who was running it, he, this is, this isn't about, uh, becoming brave and fighting something. Um, overcoming something. This is the sweat lodge is about surrendering. So when people would do sweat lodges, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a seven day uh, ropes course and out of out outward bound or whatever, and then we're gonna finish it off in a sweat lodge where you are gonna break through. It's not that at all. It's not. And and there's certain rocks that you use, there's certain coverings that you use, that you don't cover it with plastic, so these people are breathing in plastic. Um, there's a, such a sacredness to the whole thing, and that's and it's all about once you're in the sweat lodge, is to surrender. That's where the rebirth comes when you come back out of the sweat lodge, having released everything that you've held in for yourself and for your fears and anxiety for others and the help for others. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. But the ones that have the trouble are the ones who think, I'm I'm strong enough, I can sit this out, I'm not going to be chased out of this lodge, I'm going to be brave, I'm going to be strong, I'm going to be... No, they actually always get chased out because it's all about surrender, surrender. I think it's important that when you're choosing a sweat lodge, you make sure that that person has been trained or has been gifted the, 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 how do you say it exactly, Job, that has been gifted the ability to run a sweat lodge. Yes, and not everybody has. Now, I have, they came, 
I, I, I've actually poured water on the res- been asked to pour water on the reservations in South Dakota, and also they came here to my our home here and built a sweat lodge and told me to pour water for the people so, because I understand the gift it is. Several things here comes to mind. Um, I would never charge for a sweat lodge. There are gifts that one can leave on the altar. Gifts that would be good to bring to a sweat lodge are cedar, sage, uh, material, square, I mean, a big, uh, I would say a square foot of material, and the material would be cotton, uh, and it would be in the colors of red, yellow, white, black, sometimes blue and green, um, blankets, to, to come to a sweat lodge bringing a blanket as an offering to the sweat lodge. The, the offerings that you give really add to the power of the experience that you're going to have because you are um, honoring the sweat lodge by this, but if somebody says no, it's going to cost you ten dollars to do a sweat. There's not going to be any spirit in that lodge. Is my my feeling is so. But you could one of. The, I think I've told this story before. I was doing sweat lodges at Mary Wright's place in Malibu uh, for women's women's sweats, uh, like once a month, and. Uh, nobody brought anything, and it was costing me so much money to buy wood and bring blankets, wood for the fire, you know, and the rocks. I had to find the rocks, the lava rocks, and I had to bring material to make the prayer flags that go in the lodge and the tobacco to to put in the prayer flags and the, the cedar and the sweet grass and the there was one morning I was getting ready and I didn't have any more white material, so I was cutting up my pillowcases to get the white material. I was just trusting spirit would see me through this. When I arrived at that sweat lodge in Malibu, all these women brought me wood and blankets. It was I was being tested, you see. I was being tested by the sweat lodge. Do you, you know? Don't ask for anything. Don't ask for anything. It it needs to be given in respect. So I I was never without ever ever again. That was a great learning because I was nearly at the point of saying, "Hey, you guys, you know, cough up here. It's costing me a fortune to do this." But you know, the the the, the teachings of the sweat lodges. You don't ask for anything and things will come to you we do have to say that 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 is the teachings of the sweat lodge for the sweat lodge and it isn't the teachings of we're not suggesting that you don't ask for anything in your life it is oh that's no that's for the that's totally teachings for the sweat lodge yeah because that's still cell phone there's some that very I'm sorry, I, I, that's the cell phone. It's what happens when I'm on the phone when people are trying to get hold of me. Um, <laughs> the cell phone goes. Okay, sorry. 
but the sweat lodge, and of course, the, I think the first thing when I realized that I had cancer and had developed, a, you know, I lost my node, so I had the lymphedema on the right side, of, that I couldn't do a sweat lodge anymore. And that was, that was profound for me. And yet, the teachings I learned from the sweat lodge, from I you don't I don't I don't need the physical piece of it anymore. I am the sweat lodge now, so right. I can go into that feeling of prayer and reverence for the lodge. But what the lodge taught me is to have that for life, and to mm-hmm. to to hear everybody as if they were sitting in the sweat lodge with me, and to have the compassion and the openness and the allowance for for everything well that is a wonderful place to finish um those are some very beautiful wise words thank you jill for sharing all of your wisdom about sweat lodges and um you know they people are occasionally running sweat lodges around the areas possibly even you know even in the winter sometimes people run sweat lodges so you, if people, if anybody's interested, you could scout around and see if there's a reputable and well-learned or gifted um, sweat lodge runner. Uh, what do you call it? Water pourer? What, what would be the term? I call for? it, uh, just to talk about the water pourer, um, what I learned, what I learned about from the sweat lodge and from my beautiful sister, Teresa Black Bear, who who once said, you know, the people who pour the water in the lodge are not the leaders of the lodge. There's no leader of the lodge. The person who pours the water is like the blood of Mother Earth. It's the it's what flows through. So the person who pours the water is holds the space in the most beautiful way for people to surrender. Mm. And, and um, you know, I remember pouring water once and hearing people pray, so I, 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 want, I pray that my father stops drinking. And I know what they meant was, stops drinking alcohol but that wasn't what was said so in my mind as I pour the water on that prayer I will say alcohol you know so that's that's the role of the water pour is to ensure that everybody's prayer is done in the most beautiful way for them and the most healing way for them so it's like the water porter water pourer is beneath every everything else it's the teachings teachings that come from spirit but you know we're all spirit we are it's hard to, yes, it's hard to describe 
but there we go. That was my well, best effort. Great job. Thank you. It's it's really clear and very beautiful. Thank you. Well, you've been listening to Jill today talking about and sharing her wisdom about the sweat lodges. And this is Earth Tribe Radio. Your home on Mother Earth.